So when I, I get uh, stressed out and busy and things are kind of going crazy and, uh, in my life, one part of my life, uh, I'll, I'll get hyper-organized in another part of my life. So if things are, you know, in the parish or doing like my ministry, I just feel like, oh my gosh, there's just so much going on. I'm so stressed out and I'm anxious or worried. And uh, then that's when I spring into action and I'll like organize my sock drawer, I'll uh, wash my car, or I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, get my oil changed, you know, get my hair cut, whatever. I just, I get hyper organized and inefficient in this area because this whole area is sort of like out of control, which doesn't make sense in a certain sense because all this energy expended over here with my worldly stuff could have been better expended over here in my spiritual stuff. Instead of organizing my sock drawer, I should be getting on my knees and asking the Lord to help me. But we don't do that sometimes. And this is, this is what I think the Lord is talking about when he talks about dishonest wealth. It's an odd gospel. We wonder about it. This, this uh, steward who is, who is uh, dishonest, he's a cheat, and he gets caught. And, he, and he's got these emotions going on. He's, he's afraid. Uh, he's, you know, he, re he recognizes his limits. He's too ashamed uh, to do something else. I mean, he's, he, his life is out of control. And so he springs into action and gets super busy trying to fix this. But how does he fix it? Well, the way he usually fixes things, he, he reverts to type and, and, and cheats. But notice what he does. It's very interesting. He says, all right, I'm going to do this in a way that uh, I'm going to get these people who owe my master money. I'm going to get them to take care of me. I'm going to get them to let me live in their house. I'm going to get them to feed me and, and take care of my needs. How's he going to do that? Well, one guy, 100, 100 things of olive oil, says, tell you what, here's the promissory note. Sit down quickly and write it for 50. Guy with the, with the wheat, here's, you owe 80 or 100, whatever it is, make it for 80. Do you notice what he did? Because on the, on the surface, if he had just said, all right, I'm going to cut you a break. You said 100, just give me 50 and we'll call it a day. Well, if, if I'm the recipient of that largesse, I'm going to say, all right, well, that's nice, but I'm not going to let you live in my house. I'm not going to feed you. I'm not going to take care of you. And the guy knows this, so what does he do? He has them, he goes, here's your promissory note. Sit down quickly and write one for 50. What has he done? He's made them complicit in his scheme. He's made them as dishonest as he is. And he's got them over a barrel now. Because if you don't do, if you don't take care of me, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna tell people that you are in on this little scheme. It's called blackmail, right? dishonest wealth. It's the way of the world. It's what we do when we don't pray. It's what we do when we uh, are not children of light. When we're just of the world, in the world, for the world, we take care of worldly things. But that's not what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to make friends with dishonest wealth. In other words, use your stuff, use your gifts, use your talents, use your money, use whatever it is that's going on in your life in a way that gives glory to me and furthers the work of my plan for you and those in your life. 
Make friends with dishonest wealth. Use your, use your worldly stuff in a way that gives me glory, right? Yes. Instead of focusing on your sock drawer, get on your knees and pray. Recently, I'll give you an example. Recently, uh, Pope Francis uh, had an interview in some Italian paper. It's, it, made, it made some headlines. And because in it, he, he said this. He goes, you people, you know, as a church, we talk too much about abortion and contraception. And the media hears this and they say, oh my goodness, Pope Francis is going to change church teaching on abortion and contraception. No, not at all. All right? And, and he went on to explain it, which is prudent because it could easily be misconstrued. So he knows it. So he says, this is what I mean by that. Because we have to talk about these things. This is church teaching. He goes, but... How do you have that conversation with people? He said, our first response to people in their emotional crisis moments, when the world is, their, their world is crazy, they're anxious, they're concerned, they're fearful, they're ashamed, all you know, the, the things that happen to us. What is the church's first response? And it shouldn't be holding up in front of the people in crisis mode if you do this, you're going to hell, or this is wrong, or you're doing something that's against church teaching. We all know this. What do we need in the moment to experience the Lord's mercy, his love, so that we know how to deal with our dishonest wealth? We know how to deal with the things of the world. He said, you don't start with slamming their face in it. You find out what their needs are, you find out what their problems are, you find out what they're worried about, you find out where, where the wound is, and you go there first, and you heal it. He went on further to say this. He said, the church is like a triage unit going throughout history, and we know what a triage unit is. It's a, it's a medical term. It's like when you've got a number of people who are sick, or a person who's got multiple injuries, and you have to say, okay, I've got all these people who are sick, we've got limited personnel, who do we treat first? Well, you treat the one who's got, who's got the most serious thing. In order to figure out, you've got to look at them, you've got to examine them, you've got to, you've got to understand them. Or the person with multiple wounds, you say, all right, where's it hurt the most? Where's the biggest wound? He goes, you know, when you're talking to somebody like that, let's say they're, they're, they're beating, they're multiple wounds and they're bleeding profusely from a huge hole in, them, in them, themselves. He goes, the first question you ask them, ask them isn't, how's your cholesterol, right? You find out what the biggest problem is. Where are they suffering the most? Where are they worried the most? Where are they anxious the most? And the church, as triaged throughout history, goes to the people in the moment, where they are, where they live, and, and experiences with them what they're going through. And, and, and in that trust and the conversation that develops from that that one-on-one, -on -one, that openness, that, that moment with, where there's not judgment, just concern, People reveal to you what's their deepest, their deepest fear. And that's where you go to first. And so, for instance, uh, today we're going to have a second collection. I told, we talked about this last week about for Corbella Clinic. Now, Corbella Clinic is down in uh, South Elgin, or up in South Elgin. And they uh, do this great ministry. Women who are in a moment of great panic, fear, whatever, whatever motivates uh, people to make decisions in a moment like that, a crisis pregnancy, and they're, they're abortion-minded. And then they end up at Corbella Clinic, 
And what they discover is this is a place that's going to help them. Not by saying, slamming their face in and saying, abortion's wrong, you sinner, get out of here. Get your act together. But rather, we know you're afraid. We know you're under stress. We know there's pressure. We know there's finances. We know there's a million things that are, that are worrying you. And we want to help you. We're going to help you with the money. We're going to help you with the decision. We're going to help you with the, with, with, with the child. We're going to help you with, with whatever you need so that you could take a deep breath and know that you're loved and cared for. Know that the Lord is there with you. And you can back away from that decision. That's making friends with dishonest wealth. Another you know, Pope Francis, he, he talked about contraception too. He says, why, why do people make that decision? Because it's fear, anxieties, worries, finances, pressure, whatever it might be. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, yippee, I get to contracept. Nobody does that. As triage, as making friends with dishonest wealth, our responsibility as the church is not to slam their face in and say, you're, you're doing something against church teaching, but rather, where's the deeper wound, motivation, anxiety, fear that's causing, gets giving rise to uh, that, that decision? Go there. Heal that. First, help them make friends with dishonest wealth. The things in my life that are going on, the resources at my disposal, the decisions I make, Not doing it on our own, trying to control it, trying to make it go away, trying to organize our sock drawer, but rather get on your knees, raise holy hands, and pray. The great doctor is coming, and he's got the medicine of his mercy, and he wants to help you. Brothers and sisters, this is, this is our responsibility, that we allow that healing, merciful love of Jesus to come to us as we surrender you know, what's more important? Organizing, hyper-organizing your life in moments of great stress? Or spending that, that time and energy on getting on your knees and praying for the Lord to heal you so that when you are healed in that deeper place, what comes out of you is a response to that that compassion the Lord has shown you by giving that to others. And our response Giving that compassion to other people is the triage of, human, of the church through human history, reaching out to people in crisis moments, meeting them where they're at, in the midst of their crisis, their shame, their anxiety, fears, worries, meeting them where they're at in that moment, and loving them, and walking with them, and showing them that they can take a deep breath, relax, the Lord's got you, we're here to help you, and give them the freedom then to step back from being dishonest stewards with dishonest wealth and becoming those children of light who believe in the Lord's healing in their life, which has given them the freedom now to reach out for the better things, the higher things, uh, the, the graceful things, which totally transforms lives. We've all got our issues. I got my issues. And they aren't going to go away because I, I filled up my car with gas or got my hair cut 
I get on my knees and pray to the Lord all the time because if I don't, if, he, if I don't open my heart to Him, to His healing, merciful love, then what I'm going to be doing is acting out of my issues. And when I act out of my issues, then brothers and sisters, you're the victim of my issues, and that ain't good. And we all do it. Be friends with dishonest wealth. Let the Lord heal you in the deeper wounds so that the way we use everything in our life and every thought and word and action of ours will give him greater glory and further the work of our redemption. Get on our knees and raise holy hands in prayer. Amen.